0: Welcome to Exaltation. This is Father David Masterson bringing you the beautiful, the good, and the true through the Voice of Hope radio broadcast. Our scripture passage is Luke, chapter 8, verses 4 through 15. And when a great crowd was gathering, and people from town to town came to Jesus, he said in a parable, A sower went out to sow his seed. And as he sowed, some fell along the path and was trampled underfoot, and the birds of the air devoured it. And some seed fell on the rock, And as it grew up, it withered away, because it had no moisture. And some fell among thorns, and the thorns grew up with it and choked it. And some fell into good soil, and grew and yielded a hundredfold. And as Jesus said these things, he called out, He who has ears to hear, let him hear. And when his disciples asked him what this parable meant, he said, are those who, when they hear the word, receive it with joy. But these have no root. They believe for a while, and in time of testing fall away. As for what fell among the thorns, they are those who hear, but as they go on their way, they are choked by the cares and riches and pleasures of life, and their fruit does not mature. As for that in the good soil, they are those who, hearing the word, Hold it fast in an honest and good heart and bear fruit with patience. When my older brother Bob and I were aged ten and eleven years old, we had a watermelon seed-spitting contest. It was the summer of expanding the backyard garden, and my father had dumped a huge pile of rich topsoil onto the lawn. Most of the pile had been wheelbarrowed away, and Bob and I drew a line, stood behind it, and spit our watermelon seeds as far as we were able onto this large patch of topsoil. I don't remember who won the spitting contest. But I did learn a wonderful lesson about seeds and growing that summer. For after a few weeks, some plants sprouted up on the soil patch, and not long after, tiny watermelons began to appear. The watermelons eventually grew into a delicious mouth-watering treat. The mystery of growth from a germinating seed. In Luke chapter 8, beginning at verse 4, Jesus teaches about the kingdom of God through the parable of a seed, how it grows, in what soil it grows, and its mysterious power to bear fruit. To understand the kingdom parables, we need to understand who Jesus is. Jesus Christ is Lord of the universe. His kingdom is unconquerable and unstoppable. Jesus is the eternal great I am, the Lord of glory, and nothing stands against him and his kingdom. He boldly declared, I will build my church, and the gates of hell shall not prevail against it. Between his first coming and second coming is the time of the building of his church, the great ingathering of the people of God into the kingdom of God. Jesus is preparing his bride, the body of Christ, to live with him for eternity. The kingdom parables explain how he is accomplishing his eternal purposes. When it comes to Jesus and his message of the kingdom, everything depends on hearing and responding. Jesus says in verse 8, He who has ears to hear, let him hear. And in verse 10, so that by hearing they may hear and not understand. And in verse 12, those beside the road are those who have heard. And in verse 13, those on the rocky soil are those who, when they hear, believe for a while and then fall away. There are many different levels of hearing and responding, aren't there? There is the hearing When a wife calls from another room and the husband is preoccupied and grunts, aha, aha, she could have said, honey, the house is burning down, and he still would have responded, aha, aha, his attention entirely preoccupied. But there is quite a different kind of hearing and responding when she walks up right in front of him holding a broom with her hand on her hips and says, I need you to help me right now. Hearing and responding. Sometimes it's in one ear and out the other. Other times there is rapt attention and great responsiveness. First century farming did not have modern planting and harvesting equipment and long straight rows of crops. There wasn't a methodical irrigation plan. As the farmer walked throughout his field, he threw handfuls of seed onto the ground from a large leather bag slung across his shoulders. Some seed fell beside the road, one version calls it the footpath. Other seed fell on rocky soil, shallow soil with underlying rock. Other seed fell among thorns, and still other seed fell on good fertile ground. The parable is set forth. Jesus tells the story in verses 5 to 9. The parable is explained. Jesus unpacks it for the disciples in verses 10 to 15. Before we explain the parable of the soils, let's look briefly at the sower, for this sheds light on how Jesus brings his life to men. Jesus came as a sower, not a conqueror. There is never about Jesus a harsh forcing of agreement, as if Jesus were some kind of dictator. He persuaded people with patience and kindness, not a domineering forcefulness. Then we see in the sower a certain abandonment. He lets the seed fall on all types of soil. Jesus was willing to share truth with all kinds of people. A woman at the well, a blind man, a tax collector, a leper, a Roman centurion. He loved and spoke to all generously, then left them a choice to come follow him or turn away. What we notice first in the parable of the soils is that the seed is the word of God. This seed is sown indiscriminately, but only grows in good soil, verse 8. In other words, God sows his word everywhere to all kinds of people in all kinds of places and in every type of circumstance. The word goes out, and as it goes out, it receives four different responses. The first response is the the beside-the-road response. Jesus says in verse 5 that the seed fell beside the road and was trampled underfoot. The surface of life Our orientation to reality becomes hardened without the warmth and light and truth of the gospel. This describes people in our modern age of secularism who have lost all sense of the sacred and the holy. They don't listen to the gospel because their attention is drawn elsewhere. They are distracted away from the beautiful, the good, and the true. Lacking a real spiritual compass, they easily grow up cynical in the name of being worldly wise and sophisticated. But worldly wisdom and sophistication make us less responsive to God and His eternal truth. That's why Jesus urges all of us to constantly become like little children, trusting, open, humble joyfully delighting in God and his truth. Therefore, when these people hear the word in verse 12, immediately Satan comes and takes away the word which has been sown in them. The mind, infected with secularism, easily falls prey to the distractions of Satan, who draws the attention away from the truth to some frivolous and eternally unimportant subject. The second response to Jesus and his message is the rocky soil response. Rocky soil people are shallow, superficial hearers. They are fair weather followers. They hear the message of Jesus with enthusiasm and joy. Perhaps they have a glimmer of the incredible privilege it would be to follow someone like Jesus. Perhaps they are attracted to the idea of forgiveness because they've made a mess of their lives and want to start over. Whatever the reason, they make what appears to be a genuine commitment to Christ. They are likable, agreeable, and charming. They may walk down to the front of a church, respond to an altar call, start reading the Bible, or even attend a Bible study group. There is an initial burst of spiritual activity. But Jesus says in verse 13, they have no firm root in themselves, but are only temporary. Then, when affliction or persecution arises because of the word, immediately they fall away. The danger of falling away was a real and grave problem in the first decades of the early church and became the occasion for the Apostle John to write the book of Revelation. Christians were facing martyrdom at the hands of the Roman emperors. They needed to be encouraged not to deny the faith, but to stand firm and remain true to Christ. A long-range study was conducted to determine how many converts in large-scale 20th century evangelistic crusades were still dedicated fruit-bearing Christians after 20 years. Exhaustive research indicated that only 6% or less were still walking committed to Christ after 20 years. In other words, 94% of those who made a profession of faith in Christ had sadly fallen off the wagon and were no longer true believers. You are listening to Exaltation. I'm Father David Masterson, bringing you the beautiful, the good, and the true through the Voice of Hope radio broadcast. Let's continue our lesson. Luke 21.19 says, By your endurance you will gain your soul. Why does the Bible say so much about enduring, overcoming, persevering, and standing fast? Why does 2 Peter 1.10 say, Therefore, brethren, be all the more diligent to make certain about his calling and choosing you. Because of the serious, sober truth of Jesus' teaching on the soils. God wants us to prove ourselves authentic, committed, earnest believers by our endurance in the faith. If we fall away from our confession of faith, we prove that we never really got the message, the seed never took firm root. We were actually rocky soil hearers and not genuine disciples after all. This teaching of Jesus Christ encourages us to careful self-examination. Paul says in 2 Corinthians 13, 5, Test yourselves to see if you are in the faith. Examine yourselves. This is not a call to doubt our salvation or lose our confidence in Jesus Christ but we need to seriously examine our own hearts before God and ask the penetrating question, Am I a true follower of the Lord Jesus Christ? Am I persevering in my faith and obedience to Him? For only as I cross the finish line at the end of life, with the baton in my hand, do I prove myself a true follower, a genuine hearer of the Word of God. The third response to Jesus and his message of the kingdom are thorny ground hearers. Soil is an amazing ecosystem brimming with life. We need healthy soil to grow the food we eat, to cycle our water supply, and to reduce greenhouse gases. And when we're young, we need good soil to make and hurl mud pies at our friends. But, beloved, not all soil is good, fertile soil, which encourages growth. Soil can easily become contaminated. Chemicals, poisons, and radioactive waste pollutes the soil and makes it infertile. Aluminum and barium from geoengineering spraying destroys the soil. Thorn seeds can fall into the good soil and contaminate it. Thorny soil hearers are people who hear the word of God, but the worries of this world and the deceitfulness of riches and the pleasures of this life choke out the word and it becomes unfruitful. The soil becomes contaminated and the seed cannot germinate and grow. Worries, riches, and pleasures. That about covers the gamut of thorns that choke out spiritual life, doesn't it? Some people make a profession of faith in Christ. They get religion, but months and years later, where are they? Worries, riches, and pleasures have choked out the seed of the word in their hearts, and they no longer persevere in the faith. We see this illustrated in the ministry of our Lord Jesus during his three years on the earth. Jesus started off with enormous crowds following after him. He was the miracle worker, the mighty prophet. He was so popular at the beginning of his ministry that the scribes and Pharisees were filled with jealousy and plotted to put him to death. He spoke in parables and left the religious leaders who opposed him speechless, their mouths hanging open in dismay. Jesus spoke so elegantly and persuasively that he astonished the crowds with his teaching and his wisdom. But at the end of his earthly life, John 6:66 6, says, and many of his disciples withdrew and were not walking with him anymore. There were huge crowds in the beginning, but over time worries, pleasures, riches, and difficulties caused many of his followers to turn away. The picture of people abandoning Jesus keeps on recurring throughout the Gospels. Many who initially became disciples of Jesus later deserted him because they were not willing to count the cost of real discipleship. But there is a fourth response to Jesus and his message of the kingdom. What is this response? The good soil response. Jesus says in verse 15, These are the ones who have heard the word in an honest and good heart, and hold it fast and bear fruit with perseverance. He explains further in Mark 4.20, And these are the ones on whom the seed was sown on the good soil. They hear the word and accept it and bear fruit thirty, sixty, and a hundredfold. The seed is sown indiscriminately on all types of soil. The Word of God goes out through radio, preaching, teaching, private reading, and printed literature. But it only takes root in good soil. A farmer takes a lot of trouble to tend and irrigate and nourish his soil so that when he plants his seed, the crop will grow. Too often people today do not prepare their eyes and ears to see and hear the truth, but are led away into deception. Sadly, many followers of Christ do not take the time to thoroughly cleanse themselves by the practice of daily repentance. St. John Chrysostom says, Repentance is a medicine which destroys sin. It is a heavenly gift. Daily repentance is the way we prepare the soul of our hearts to receive the truth and presence of God within us. O Lord God, soften my heart. Make it good, honest, rich soil into which the seed of your word may be planted so fruit will come forth to the glory of your name. Jesus follows the parable of the soils with the parable of the mustard seed and the parable of the growing seed. The mustard seed is a very small seed, seemingly insignificant, but given the right growing conditions, it becomes a tree-like shrub with strong branches. The mustard seed represents the church, the ecclesia, the called-out ones, those who believe upon Jesus. From the small, insignificant beginning of a few ragtag disciples would grow a worldwide body of believers called the church. Here in the 21st century, there are now followers of Jesus Christ in every country of the world. What seemed like a hopelessly doomed movement has steadily grown into countless numbers of followers. In the parable of the growing seed, we learn that a little seed is inherently mysteriously powerful. Jesus said the kingdom of God is like a man who casts seed upon the soil and goes to bed at night and gets up by day, and the seed sprouts up and grows how he himself does not know. The soil produces crops by itself, first the blade, then the head, then the mature grain in the head but when the crop permits, he immediately puts in the sickle because the harvest has come. This is profound encouragement, beloved. There is inherent mysterious power in the living word of God. The seed of God's kingdom is eternally fruitful. A Sunday school teacher sows the seed of the kingdom of God in the hearts of a little boy. That boy grows up, and is greatly used by God in worldwide evangelization. A parent teaches a young lady about faith in Jesus Christ. That young lady grows older and introduces her friend to Jesus, who becomes the prime minister of England. We could go on and on, citing story after story of how the seed of the kingdom of God bears eternal fruit in the hearts of men and women down through history. Every prayer you pray, every word you say in extending the kingdom of God and the gospel of Jesus Christ has eternal significance. We don't know the results of our efforts, but we have the promise that the seed sown will bear fruit. Listen to the promise of Isaiah 55, 10, and 11. For as the rain and snow come down from heaven and do not return there without watering the earth and making it bare and sprout, and furnishing seed to the sower and bread to the eater, so shall my word be which goes forth from my mouth. It shall not return to me empty without accomplishing what I desire and without succeeding in the matter for which I sent it. This is profound encouragement to any who have wayward sons or daughters. If that child truly belongs to Jesus Christ, he or she may have a time of rebellion and indifference to the gospel, but the promise is that he or she will return to spiritual reality once again. The seeds sown in their hearts when they are younger will bear fruit. Let's review the parable of the soils. Jesus is King of kings and Lord of lords. He is building his eternal kingdom, and that kingdom, Jesus says, is like a seed. In the parable of the soils, the seed is the word of God, which is sown indiscriminately but requires good soil to take root. What then should we do How should we prepare the soil of our hearts so that the seed received grows and bears fruit? Because the seed is the living word of God, ask God to prepare your heart to receive His word, to hear it and to obey it. Guard yourself. Watch over your mind and spirit. Don't allow yourself to become a distracted hearer hardened by secularism, a rocky soil responder, or a thorny ground hearer. Ask God to give you a good, honest heart through the practice of daily repentance before Him. Remember, beloved, what repentance is. Repentance is the obedience of turning from my own will To surrender my whole being to Christ, my heart, my mind, my will, so that my life is defined by his will and not by my own. Pray that God will plow and irrigate your heart to receive his word and bear much fruit. Because the seed is so powerful, ask God to give you the privilege of extending his church. Tell people in your sphere of influence about the wonder of the gospel. There are people out there who will only hear the message if you tell them. Get involved. Share your faith with gentle persuasion and kindness. Support a missionary family who ministers among the unreached peoples of the world. Remember that all of us are either goers to the front line of the gospel outreach or we are supporters. Beloved, rejoice in the transforming truth of the parable of the soils. The living word of God produces the church of God to live in the kingdom of God. What a promise! What a glorious prospect is before us! What a privilege! You've been listening to Exaltation on the Voice of Hope radio broadcast. I'm Father David Masterson with Godet Ministries. You may reach us on the web at godetministries.org. That's G A U D E T E ministries.org. We always appreciate hearing from our listening audience. Share a prayer request and we will pray for you. Until next time, may God richly bless you with this word of encouragement from the prophet Isaiah. Have you not known? Have you not heard? The Lord is the everlasting God, the creator of the ends of the earth. He does not faint or grow weary. His understanding is unsearchable. He gives power to the faint, and to him who has no might he increases strength. Even youths shall faint and be weary, and young men shall fall exhausted. But they who wait for the Lord shall renew their strength. They shall mount up with wings like eagles. They shall run and not be weary. They shall walk and not faint.